0: We are in Champions League, man! That was my dilly dilly do come <laughs> on!
1: Into Sheringham, and Joe Sheringham!
0: I will love it if we beat them. Love it. This is the Modern Soccer Coach podcast with Gary Kearney. Aguero.
1: Hi, welcome to the Modern Soccer Coach Podcast. My name is Gary Curnine. This is a little Q&A session. I got a a question from Mike Jefferson um, and it's a little bit of a youth development, young age group, passion, all that good stuff. So uh, enjoy it. Any feedback, uh, please let me know if you have any questions yourself. You can find me on Twitter at Gary Curnine, Facebook Coach Curnine or shoot me an email Gary at modernsoccercoach.com. Thank you and enjoy.
0: Hi, Gary. My name's Mike. I'm a 23-year-old coach from England um, and I currently work with an under-10s girls team. As a team, we work hard on trying to play an intelligent, passing style of football. And when you watch us play, it's clear to see that our quality is probably the strongest in our league. The problem is, there seems to be a distinct lack of competitiveness in the squad. In games, we're often slow to react to the ball, And often it looks like there is no passion on the pitch. I watch us score goals and walk back to our own half with barely a smile, let alone a celebration. I see us concede and barely blink an eye. Whilst I understand we are young and the FA has made our league non-competitive, as a person with a winning mentality, I can't help but feel the need to try and change something. I don't mind losing at all. But for me, the players should have a will to win during the game, especially considering the fact they've been upset over who has won training games in the past. Do you have any suggestions, or should I just let things be and continue as we are?
1: Great question, great question from Mike. Um, There's quite a bit in that. So, first of all, well done at at 23 years of age as a young coach to look at, suppose, the reaction of your players and gauge... Your progress and what you're doing and, and the progress of the team, I think too often as coaches, both young and old, we get carried away and looking at the game or looking at success through our eyes and not what our players are experiencing. Um, either by on the front end of things in our preparation with session design or trying to shape environments or on the back end of you know walking away on a saturday afternoon or a or a sunday afternoon and saying that was a that was a great game or that was a great training session and you're jumping in your car and the players are jumping in w- with their parents and they're miserable and you're happy and you know you go home and think it was a great day but maybe they're thinking something else so well done on that there like i think there's a as a coach you've got to look at body language i think i tweeted that yesterday about you know what what our players are doing and I think you know I think we've got to become obsessed with that as coaches you know people I always laugh at coaches that that say they're OCD with you know red cones on one end and yellow cones and they're all cones and here's my structure and here's how organised I am and all that emphasis on equipment and all that emphasis on colour coordination and zero emphasis on looking at what your players are feeling or what your players are communicating to you non-verbally. And I think today that becomes more important because I think players are becoming less communicative through words and through vocal um instructions and less and more through you know body language and obviously they're communicating in different ways with phones and technology so we've got to pick up on that there so I think as a coach we've got to shape more of you know players will tell you how they're feeling players will show you what they're feeling um, through enthusiasm and through actions rather than through words um, so well done well done Mike on that there so um, the, the thing that that jumps out to me is obviously I, I, also, I think it's a problem at, at youth level you know we're talking development and this word development comes through and, and I don't work on the youth side so I'm not an expert and I don't have the, the studies and the experience um, to back everything I say up but I will tell you my opinion and my opinion is is that I don't think we can talk about development Technical development and development plans and development as players without talking about development as people. Like, how can a player who can pass the ball, kick the ball, control the ball, but has zero feelings for enthusiasm for the game, passion for the game? Like, how far is that player going to go if we turn this into a job for them and they can do all the turns, they can do all the moves, they can. You know, they're they're effective at this, they're effective at that, they're strong, they're fast, we're working on their agility, you know, everything we're doing. Um, are we really creating um a personal profile for them? Are they developing emotionally? Are they getting a passion for the game? Are they experiencing the different sides of the game that they're going to have to, or are we turning this into a real mundane experience for our kids? And we can shape and create that very, very easily. That doesn't take a psychologist coming in and talking with your players twice a week. That takes us, that, that's being intentional as a coach to create those, that environment for enthusiasm and enjoyment. And, you know, maybe some days it will be hard. And then you empathize with them and you treat them as people, rather than treat them as players and i think what mike's point is there is that you know there's players can do all the technical you know they're they're highly skilled they're tactically better than their other you know their opponents even though it's a young level but they're obviously playing um at the top end of the league etc cetera, etc cetera. but are they enjoying it um are they going to stay in the game long are they going to progress through the ranks are they going to get in the, and the problem that you have is whenever people don't enjoy the game um, and don't have passion for it, that usually um, whenever the, the tough time comes, those players will walk away from the game and we've lost, you know, another, another good player or another great player or whatever it is. So, you know, I think developing them as people is an important thing and sometimes then maybe taken away, you know, we, we all want to be Mourinho, we all want to be Guardiola, but sometimes it's better to be the funny uncle, or sometimes it's better to be the empathetic parent and just to stand and have a chat with them. And sometimes I think, well, at the youth level, that's that's huge, that's huge because not only is our goal, you know is, is our goal player development, our goal is to keep them in the game. We have a responsibility that they enjoy it as well. So I think that you've got to add that as well. You've got to add a personal plan. So my advice to Mike would be, is that is there a, is there a you know is there humour involved in this environment Is there uh, different emotional experiences involved in this environment You know, and all those players getting that there because you know, we talk about passion and passion is just enthusiasm. Passion is enjoyment. Passion is fun. Passion is laughter. That's passion. Passion is not at at a young age ripping into a tackle or shouting at someone because they didn't mark someone on a set piece that's that's not passion there's plenty of time for that when they get to you know 20 30 years of age rather than 10 years of age um as for the competitive drive you know I would say that again it's it's disguised almost as other things and disguised as enthusiasm is you know I would I would say that there would be Are you then I think there's an education piece in that there. So maybe with a passion it's it's about emotion, it's about the personal development piece. In terms of competition and being competitive, I think that there's about it's about educating your players as to what that actually is. And it sounds by your answer by your question that you do have some of that there and your your training games are competitive. And I think it's just awareness. It's just about teaching the players what that is. And, and maybe it's not competing against each other. Maybe it's competing with themselves. And maybe that's relating that there to how do they compete academically. Are they, you know, are they good in the classroom? Are they good? Different things, just things to get them, again, awareness of what competition is. Um, There's some great stuff out uh, at, the, at the game at the, you know Anson Dorrance is a competitive cauldron and, and that just teaches players to come in every day and, and fight against each other and, and drive against each other and it's if you create association with that there and associating competitiveness with the game whether that's physical competition, whether that's, again, that's challenging and skill competition, whatever that is. But if you associate and players associate with coming into your environment and everything's a race or everything's a competition and it's fun, then they'll want to do more of it. If they associate competition with such and such wins, they get accolades, such and such loses, they don't, then they're not going to want to do it as much. So I think that's, that's an important piece. I think associating competition with fun will get them to do it a lot more, and then you know what are you modeling then as a coach, uh, in the sideline? Are you you know are you are you jumping in? every time they, they compete, um, when they do compete, you've got to you've got to see it and you've got to recognize it and you've got to acknowledge it and again maybe not in front of everyone, but I would say that if if you know if Susie you know competes at the end of the at the end of the game to find her and and just tell her listen I love the way you competed today and I thought that was great and just again you're just always educating always planting the seed to be like let that grow let that let that sit give them a couple days check back in with them you know to ask maybe send a text to their parents and say listen just uh, recognise that she had a tough day today and, I you know, we want her to compete tomorrow. And your language as well, become intentional with the word competition, become, and again, have them associating that there with, with the game itself and with other things too. Um, and the last one I would say then, you know, if you're looking for the passion piece with, you know, it sounds like you don't have the problem during the week, you have the problem at the weekend, and, then maybe you try and make the game day a little more special um emotionally and you know and, and changing one or two things up. You know, where can you add music in? Where can you add little traditions for the team? Just things that can change their mindset that they can say that, oh, this is something we don't do. You know, I always people downplay the value of, you know, the well, of such and such to bring the orange slices. But like what that did is it's just something different. It's something unique and and I think we don't do enough of that there. Again, I think we're all trying to create this ...mechanical soccer player... ...and we've taken out the emotional piece... ...and I think, you know, as, as a coach... ...what can you do in a game day that could... ...you know, and if it's bringing in chocolate cake... ...for your young players after the game... ...absolutely brilliant... ...if it gets them excited... ...and it gets them associating game day... ...with something special... ...it's the best day of their week... ...but I think as a coach... You have a responsibility to yeah, make sure that game day is special. Make sure they're 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 getting up on that Saturday morning or that Sunday morning they can't wait to get there. And if you have, you know, if, if seventy-five to eighty percent of your team is showing up excited to be there, then the other twenty percent will follow. Uh, but that works the other way too. If eighty percent are like, oh, it's another day, then the other the other group will will take that same mindset too. So um that's just that's just a, a question for you or or just a provocation for you is to say, right, what can I do? Um, you know, write a few things down, maybe get with the parents. Um, you know, the people we dismiss the parents as as sometimes playing a role that makes it difficult, but you know, use the parents to help you. Um, can we get some video can we get a picture before picture after whatever it is um, but look for ways to make that game day experience something for them and trust me that helps you down the road and that helps coaches down the road because when we get to college um, that's what we, st- we still try to instill that to our players game days are special this is the day that you've worked hard for that you go express yourself so with a young age that should be again, that should be taught too. But I think the the big takeaways for me is that you see something and you try to fix it. It's trying to fix it. You know, I always say, try to fix the problem that, that you've, you know, trying to fix the right problem. If it's, a, if it's an emotional problem, you have to fix an emotion. And it sounds like that is an emotional problem, but it's at a young age. So it's that development piece and that education piece. But as a coach, Again, um, if you model the behaviors that you're looking for in the players, and you model that passion in a good way, not running up and down shouting at the refs, but smile on the sideline, show energy on the sideline, um, give them high fives when they when they do something that does display the type of behavior you want, then then those kids are going to run with that, and um, the great news is that, you know, in the in the I suppose the problem that you have is is very very easily solvable because kids at that age are so easily shaped um, and can you know and they they're just so enthusiastic about the game so uh, i appreciate your question and um and hope it works well for you and please keep me posted thanks for listening folks if you have any feedback or if you wanted to join the discussion please jump in on twitter at gary Kernin, facebook coach cornean or shoot me an email, gary at modernsoccercoach.com. If you have any questions yourself, um, you know I'd love to take a question every week and, and try to turn it into a talking point amongst coaches. Um, if you enjoyed it, please, please, please help us spread the word of the podcast. Tweet about it, take a screenshot, shoot a message, put something on Facebook. Just tell a friend, tell a coach. Um, but trying to grow the coaching community, put a bit of content out there and, and uh, get stuff back uh, and give some stuff back and hopefully add a little bit of value. Uh, thanks again for listening and I will talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the Modern Soccer Coach podcast.
1: For more coaching topics, sessions and resources, head on over to Coach Carnine on Facebook or visit the website at www.modernsoccercoach.com.